Engage. Check. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Thanks, Mr. Uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a Listen, shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I do. Thank you. That is, I love that song. I love that song too. I love that band. Helmet. And, and also well done because that's from, that's Helmet from the album Helmet. Betty. Yeah. And amazing cover art, by the way. Mm-hmm. And that song is the opening track off that. As soon as I heard that first chord, I'm like, oh man, dude, how did he dig this up? Because everyone knows them from the hit they had from the album Meantime before that. And they had a oh, video really? on MTV and everything. Yeah. This album never really had like any hits on it or anything. And yeah. it's still, it's way better than the first it's album. It's my favorite album. It's so theirs. good. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even know you, you that you uh, were a fan of that album. Yeah. Uh, one time, Chris Moreno gave me a, uh, like a flash drive with a ton of music on it. I was going to say mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Flash I think, drive. <laughs> I think, let's see, we became friends in 1998. Mm-hmm. So I think a, that, it would have been a mixed CD, not right, a mixtape. Right, probably right. At the, at that time. Burned off Napster or something. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> this thing was like later. It was, uh, and it was a bunch of old music that I had never really listened yeah. to before. That album came out in. 95, I think, right around there. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember I was living in Santa Cruz, and when getting music, to mark my age back then, like, you'd save up your money and buy one CD a month, and, like, it was it was a leap of faith. You're like, this CD better be good. And when you got burned, you're like, this album sucks. Yeah. That, <laughs> and I remember buying that. That's because you didn't have a record store where you could listen to it first. Right. Right? Exactly. That was the shit. That, that was the original Napster. The original uh, Spotify. You go go in the record store and they let you put on CDs and listen to them. Record stores. Record stores were the original iTunes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. My whole life, my relationship with music, I am never exposed to music when it's popular. Mm-hmm. It's always been years after. Yeah. Unless it's pop music, because growing up back east, there were no local record stores. Or right. if there were, I didn't know anyone who knew about them. We were all just full-on mainstream. You would go to 
like Sam Goody or something yeah. to buy music. And you're like, what's good? And the guy's like, this spot here. And you're like, okay. You walk over and you just buy the latest bullshit that was on the radio. So usually I, I uh, like EPMD. When Do I'm you have f- that record with that song, I just called to say I love you? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The uh, It's so funny. I... As we talk on the podcast now, I think in terms of editing the video. Oh, right. My mind is stuck <laughs> in the editing room. <laughs> See, we started out scene from I, 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 I started out editing the audio. I was like, you got to get better at this because I'm so sick of editing audio. It, it just drives right. me insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah that helped motivate you, like, fucking spending hours editing. Right. Yeah, you're doing the Lord's work there. <laughs> the um, It's been done wonders for my posture, though. Helmet, who is think pretty sure they're from the chicago area but they did a reunion this must have been i was touring at the time so 2005 right around there and they did a reunion and came through and i had just gotten home from tour like that morning and our guitar player called me up he's like you want to go to a show i was like absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) and i was like who who's playing he goes helmet i was like helmet they're touring he's like, yeah and they um Frank Bello from Anthrax was playing bass for them just for the tour. And it just happened. It was when I was living in San Francisco. And I was at the club, you know, that was fairly close to my house. I was like, man, I've, I never saw a helmet. So, and then you're like, kind of, there's this trepidation. Like, do you just kind of let it lie? Like, I'm not a fan of the reunions. Like, it's just the, sometimes the memories are better. And now, like, I refuse. It's like, I just, I can't watch a band that meant a lot to me in my childhood and stand next to a bunch of, like, Dudes in their forties, like watching it through their iPhones, so they can upload it to YouTube later. Like I just, it makes me cranky. And uh, every, well, every there's a there's an ongoing list that's perpetually growing of things that make me cranky these days. That being one of them. But we we went and down. another thing, <laughs> and another thing is to be the um, subtitle of our airline podcast. food. Am I right? Okay, <laughs> so we went down to the show and they blew the doors out of the place. They were so good because they were one of those bands. Really? At that time, at that kind of period of like, I don't know, not that they were a punk band, but you were kind of used to seeing this like bombastic energy of jumping, you know, people jumping around and, you know, flinging their guitars around and doing mm-hmm. spin kicks and all kinds of shit. And they just stood there and played and just like, it, there was so much energy in the room. Yeah. And like, they just commanded the entire audience and they played just perfect. It was it was a really good. I've show. seen some videos of their shows of just like probably a hundred thousand yeah. people just pulsating, just like it's yeah. insane. Like the and they like you said they weren't jumping around. That was like right there. at the beginnings of that that time in the '90s too, where like alternative music became like a genre. <laughs> like, and and uh, I remember, yeah, they were one of the few bands that I discovered through MTV. Usually, it's like. Hmm. You discover a band, they get an MTV, and you know, you're you're a snooty elitist. You're like, well, I'm not listening to them yeah. anymore. That's for sure. <laughs> this relationship's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're good. I think the singer slash guitar player Paige Hamilton. I think he's a jazz guy, actually. I think he's got some. Uh, I think he went to school at like MIT or something for jazz study. So I think he's got like some serious jazz chops. Hmm. Yeah, which is kind of funny. MIT I, has a musical. Program? I might have got that wrong, but okay. he, he has he has a formal jazz education. He's a jazz that. engineer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they uh, no uh, musical institute. Uh, blah 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 blah. MITT is a, also a music spot. Oh okay. Yeah, but um, never heard of it. 
it's kind of interesting because that, their music is just so simple and driving. Mm-hmm. They play in drop D and it's just simple, you know, there's no solos, there's no odd times, there's no Steely Dan arrangements, you know, and they don't bring in, you know, Bernie to play drums, you know, to see if they want to recut a track or anything. And, but uh, as simple as their music is, all those guys are like crazy good musicians. Like all perfect groove, just perfect driving, like awesome riffs, like good songs. All of my favorite songs are the simplest songs ever, and it drives me crazy because I listen to it and I'm like, there is nothing m- musically like there's nothing to this metal m- melody. Uh huh. No one struggled. Maybe they struggled, but right. no one should have to struggle over this melody. Mm-hmm. Like that Paper Planes song. Oh, I was going to bring up uh, M.I.A. Baby Shark, but yeah. Or or Baby Shark, Baby excellent Shark. excellent example. It's just like two notes through the whole song. Or uh, like the bass line in Born in the USA. Right. Like one note. There's a bass in Born in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to fact check that. <laughs> um, that is true. Simplicity is always better. The best written songs, like yeah. with a simple melody. And it took me years to figure that out for playing in frantic hardcore bands and stuff in every riff and you know that we can and licks and all kinds of weird shit and the last band that i did is like dude it just comes down if you can't we kind of had a running philosophy that if we can't sell this song to the rest of the band or to the guy recording the album or the label or whatever if you can't sell it to them with just bass and drum it's probably not really worth anything like don't don't write this run-of-the-mill or something that starts with a, like a melody, and then you write the the foundation underneath it. But you gotta you gotta have like a good idea to begin with. And it took us, as we call it, or we brought up, we've stolen this from other people, that the notion of killing your babies, of having like this mm-hmm. shitty song. Oh, it's yeah. like, well, we just gotta keep working on it, adding more parts, and adding more of this, and layering this, and layering and restart. It's just That's, like yeah. it's just not a good song. That's why men are better musicians than women. It's easier for men to kill babies. <laughs> Inter- not to disparage women. <laughs> Interesting pivot. But it is hard for women to kill babies. Let's all be honest. All right. Uh, speaking of babies, on the way over here today, I saw these two goth kids. Stand. Wow, I haven't seen a goth kid in yeah. <laughs> almost I mean, a decade. I-, I think that's what you call them. Like, they were wearing all black. Mm-hmm. They had, like, makeup on. Yeah, they were goth kids, right? Like, wow. And they were just kind of standing on the corner, like, hanging out. Um, just that drove by all sad and yeah, and I was like, kind of nostalgic. I was like, ah, like it's kind of like it was nice to see some normal goth kids standing. On- <laughs> 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 they didn't have fucking blue hair and like a rainbow fucking I don't know what vest on or some shit. I could tell that which one was a boy and which one was a girl. As probably like super conservative, <laughs> totally <laughs> Trump voters. They had a they had MAGA hats on, of course. Hey, they're black. Where'd you find the black MAGA hat? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was refreshing. I was like, oh god, the good old days. Man, we are but, uh, we are swimming in the nineties. Well, <laughs> we are here, totally here today. When it got me thinking, like, it's there was a time where I'd see the goth kids and be like a little bit annoyed Mm -hmm. like why do you have to be a goth kid isn't it good enough just to be a kid like why do you have to play dress up to Mm -hmm. to to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. in our society to feel like you're in your own skin or you're you're with your own group because i'm nostalgic for the days of old when well 
let's say we've said that in Ferndale, mm-hmm. we, we grew up in the 50s. Pretty much. Ferndale, right? Yeah. And in our small school, you didn't have goth kids because you'd be like the goth kid. And you would stick out like a sore thumb, sore thumb, and that was no way to go through high school. Yeah. There were kids that kind of tried to be a little bit weird. Yeah. And they did not fit in, and they didn't last. And I don't know if they didn't last because they didn't fit in, or if that was just a symptom of who they were, where they came from, their transitory nature of their parents' lives, or whatever. I could think of a couple people that I knew that moved to our school. And because we had, at that time, Navy housing, so we'd get mm-hmm. kind of temporary residents that would be there for two years or whatever. Yeah. But I can think of a couple uh, goth kids that came through, and yeah, it didn't it didn't last. By the end of the year, they were. I can think of one that even like played football the next year. <laughs> it's just right. not usually the usual trajectory for a goth kid. And I, I don't think there's anything in and of itself wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't have clicks in Ferndale. Everyone had to interact. We couldn't afford to. There weren't weren't enough people. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So you were forced to just kind of mesh with the people around you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You might... No, it was awesome. People might say, well, that's not fair because you wanted to... If you wanted to be able to express yourself in Ferndale, you wouldn't be allowed to. And I don't know that there's anything all that great about being able to express yourself. I don't think you being able to express yourself means that you're going to be happier in life down the road. I mean, we've taken it to an extreme at this point with all the trans shit that we're Mm -hmm. teaching kids to do in school. We're really letting them express themselves. In fact, we're encouraging them to express themselves. And if they don't do it, here's a book on how to do it. Here's what it means to be, you know, we're forcing Mm -hmm. it down kids' throat. And the kids are killing themselves in record numbers. So I don't see that that, and maybe I'm drawing too many, you know, connecting too many dots there, but... It seems to me like it is healthier for kids to just have to kind of adjust to their surroundings. That's going to make a person um, more balanced in, in life later on. Uh, not that, you know, neither one of us has these answers. And whether you said, you know, what you just said is, you know, kind of on the right path or not. But um, I think just looking at the rates of suicide and anxiety and depression that we see in kids, and did you know that one in four uh, American adults is on some kind of like SSRI, like no. anxiety, you know, medication, depression med- medication? Really? Yeah. And uh, that is not a good thing. And I think it's, I don't, you know, I don't care like where you're coming from, what political stripe you are, religion, whatever. I think there's no argument against that. We are looking at a profound sickness in our society, adults and children. So going back to what you're saying, whatever path that we're on right now is not the right one. It does not seem to be working. And it's a little terrifying. Actually, uh, looking at some uh, stats on that today, just kind of casually listening to it. And it's hard not to listen to that and just be overcome with complete nihilism. It's like, I don't, I would, like, something has to change, and it has to change, like, now. So, I came across this, uh, along those lines of that, this idea that in the 50s, not perfect time, right? I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that everything in the 50s was better, but we didn't have this kind of mental disorder where every kid needed to be different in order to feel like 
themselves, mm-hmm. right? Everyone kind of was able to they to fit in one way or another and, and just kind of be a normal, well-adjusted <clears throat> kid. And I don't know all the psychology of that and all the, you know, benefits and... and and uh, but the data certainly suggests that you are on the right track right now. And kids were not killing themselves yep. for one. I mean, that's a pretty good yep. standard to live by. So, um, I came across this uh, this TikTok video. Um, oh boy! Perfectly kind of sums up for me what is happening to people nowadays. Mm-hmm. And what I think it is, it's this scourge of media. We, we've talked about it before. Absolutely. Where when TV came into people's houses, government spending went yeah. up. Yeah. And automat- you know, at the exact same time. And then as the internet came about and social media came about, this the ability to control people or the ability for people to lose their minds because of shit that they don't really understand that's just kind of being piped into their brain mm-hmm. with a direct line from wherever <laughs> it's coming from just went through the roof. Yeah. Right? The, yeah, again, the data certainly suggests that. Right. And uh, as someone who's vastly interested in psychology and children's psychology, as someone, as a father, someone raising a kid, is, um, you know, I read a fair amount into this stuff, and I, I do have half a master's degree in psychology, so yeah. <laughs> there's that. And a minor in geology. <laughs> and a minor in geology. Don't, mean, don't get me started. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you look at the rates that we were talking about before of the depression and the anxiety and the suicide, which is a horrific thing to even talk about, I mean, they kind of directly directly correlate with the prevalence of social media in children's lives. Right. Yeah. Okay. So take a listen to this. I'm going to call her a girl. She's probably, how old do you think that person looks? Uh, 21? I was going to say, like... 17, maybe. Okay, so she's somewhere between 17 and 21. She's a child by all standards. I'm such a defensive, miserable bitch, and I'm so tired of, like, ruining everybody else's time. Early 20s. With my attitude every time that we go somewhere because everything fucking feels racist to me. Everything feels racist everywhere we go. And I hate going places and there being, like, no other minorities there and so everything around me feels like a fucking microaggression everything around me feels like triggering i can't go anywhere like if i go somewhere and there's too many american flags around i'm defensive and now i'm getting scared like when the crowd last night and the crowd is chanting usa usa now i'm starting to panic and it's like other people are fine other people are cool you know it, the situation is what it is but not to me to me it's so triggering and so like I'm uncomfortable and then I make everyone around me uncomfortable and I need to figure out like why so this is that was a I know why you're mentally ill and you're a narcissist well absolutely I don't blame her necessarily for that she this is a heartfelt I almost feel like she realizes that there's something wrong with her She's making an admission that okay. I need to get to the bottom of what's going on in my life because I'm ruining every time we go out. My friends don't feel the way I feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm ruining a good time every time we go out because all I can do is fixate on the racism around me. you know. And she's, she's kind of realizing that there's something wrong. She's not going as far as to admit that, Interesting. You know, that it's not 
that there is no racism or something, you know, she wouldn't, you she and wouldn't I, make you, that admission. You but. and I kind of toggle back and forth as to who's feeling the least charitable, I guess. I'm that guy today. <laughs> who's the Just meanest? Like, oh, fucking shut up, dude. I don't want to hear Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you. I mean, she, it, it, this is annoying. It's right? the but, fingernails that threw me. She got those huge <laughs> nails. I'm like, I, why would I listen to you? <laughs> I get the feeling that this chick, if she hung out with you and me mm-hmm. for a month, <laughs> well, she'd go insane. Stay at your house or my house? I, I got a lot of shit going on right now. She is a she's a very beautiful young lady. She's very attractive, and she looks like she could probably be fun. Mm-hmm. She, if she could just come with us and hang out and do the things that she finds offensive, and see that it's not about has anything to do with race or racism. Mm-hmm. Come shoot guns with us barbecue you know meet other people her age that well we don't know any people her age but um (laughs) maybe come to our gym you know like do the things that we do and just be kind of in one of those uh those like tv shows where they force you to go like and live in an environment that's not your own just those wife swapping uh programs (laughs) exactly (laughs) i mean i'll i'll take a bullet take one for the team we'll do the the swap and you know, you don't have to. So. It's fine. Oh, uh, I see where you're going with it. Okay. okay, fine. You can have her, dude. I don't. It's not about the wife swapping. <laughs> so I just feel like she would. You know, a person like this would, who's kind of open to like, what the hell is wrong with me? Would just come around and and realize that what's wrong with you is that you are. You're being socially conditioned to think that something's wrong with you when there's actually nothing is wrong with you. You're being hypnotized right. by the shit that you... Yeah. I mean, you're making videos on TikTok, for one. I mean, that's like... Red flag number one. Exactly. Fingernails, red flag number two. <laughs> exactly. Other than that, we... Okay, so that's kind of interesting because I didn't... Being the less charitable one this particular episode, I was like, oh, dude, just get over yourself. Like, seriously. And maybe that was unfair. No, maybe you're right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go but, around trying to save people like this. I'm just saying that but yeah, under, she's I, struggling. I understand the angle from which you're kind of approaching this, and I think there's something there for sure. She's struggling, and she knows it, and she can't figure out why that why it is. What's going on? How come I'm ruining every time we go out? The irony that you're expressing this on TikTok, <laughs> like there's volumes of things we could talk about just right there. And that's the if I was talking, that's the first thing I would say. It's like you are putting this out on TikTok. You yeah. don't have. Do you not have friends? That you can tell this to? Do right. you, you might not, she probably doesn't. Do you not have um, some sort of support network around you that can help some, you kind of kind work of through this? Some yeah. community, yeah. That's what you, I think that's what you need. You need to live in Ferndale for six months, <laughs> you know? I, I Honestly, I mean, and just realize that life isn't uh, online. You, you can't experience life through social media or any sort of media. You know what's sad to me? And I, I come across this. I mean, all my my limited social media that I have, I think all I have is Instagram. But I erased everyone that I knew in real life. I was like, no, I'm going to just use this as a TV show. I'm not interested. I don't want people to walk up to me and assume like, hey, so you saw I went camping last week. I was like, no, like, no. And so I just erased. I started out when Trump got elected, I erased anything political. I was like, I, I just, I'm, I'm not interested. I don't want to hear it anymore. And then I just said, like, why don't I just erase everybody that I actually know in real life? Because I don't want to know what they're up to through this mechanism. 
Like, I don't mm-hmm. want the, this to be the prism from which I ex- experience their friendship or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm enlightened like that. Well, I don't know, dude. So, I just, yeah. And the bulk of my feed just became jujitsu videos, different kinds of uh, Toyota suspensions, like ton of yeah. uh, barbecue videos, firearms, you know, just the stuff I'm interested in. Things. Yeah. Th- stuff. Yeah. Dude stuff. Yeah. And well, that's interesting because men tend to be more interested in things, women tend to be more interested in people, mm-hmm. which is probably so a woman's feed on Instagram is right. not going to be a bunch of things. It's going to be a bunch of people. And that's more psychologically damaging, I think, uh-huh. because you're actually feeling an interaction. You're getting like dopamine or whatever the brain chemicals are that you get from interacting with people. As a, If you're interacting with people, interacting in quotes, you're not actually interacting, right. but you're seeing people on Instagram or whatever, Facebook, instead of things, I think that's probably fucking with your brain in a totally different way than it yeah. is for dudes. And we all know that women suffer far more than men do because of uh, – problems with social media yeah i was gonna say that i can kind of to be charitable guy is i can have a certain amount of sentiment for what this person is saying because like well you grew up i mean i would put her age in early 20s probably is that you grew up within this kind of cesspool like it's normal like yeah you get you get you know you beg your parents for your first phone so you can get right on social media and you're on the tiktok and facebook and instagram you're on everything and you are the danger of that, which we've talked about before, is like you're not when that starts to overlap and you are substituting this with actual relationships and like organic experiences and like this is how I'm this is the prism from which I view the world, you know, through social media. Like I can't believe that fucking bitch said that or whatever. But I also understand like you don't know anything else. Like this is how you came up. We're well, lucky. This all this stuff came in when we were adults, basically. Mm-hmm. And you're like I don't know. I kind of take it all with a grain of salt, and then I go like, I don't take it all <laughs> anymore. Like I just, you know, I don't, I don't need to be on this stuff. What's sad to me is what she is going through. I see people in their forties doing stuff like this, putting up TikTok videos or getting out their petty grievances, you know, on some kind of social media, and you're just like, you already know what life was like before this. Like, and I don't like was the was the sweet candy like that. Was it, was it that good that you fell for the trap? And like, it's, yes. it, that is, that's a bizarre phenomenon to okay. me. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it is. So we also, all, we also know that what you're getting through social media is tailor-made for you. Correct. Right? And if you are a weak-minded person, you can be very easily manipulated. Is that why I get all those uh, spin doctor reels that come through on my Instagram? <laughs> They're listening, bro. They know. They know. They know you. They uh, give you what what you want, right? Basically, but they but it's all bait. They also, in the end. sure, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and there's no difference between TV and social media. No, in that regard, no. It's all dumbed it, down entertainment. TV can't be tailor made for you specifically. Yeah. Yet, but essentially, it is on your phone, and so what you see on on social media is TV, but it's tailor-made to you specifically, mm-hmm. right? However, it still does the same thing. The, the media that you get on, on Instagram and TikTok is tailor-made for you, and you probably think very much alike with other people who have um, a similar uh, tailor-made kind of feed that you're yeah. getting. Same way is that if you watch only MSNBC and CNN – then you get a specific type of 
reality. Right. And if you also watch... I witnessed that personally and if this you, week. <laughs> if you also watch Fox News, you have a different type of... Correct. Reality. Right. Right? And so it's interesting to me that... And I was just talking to a client of mine about this, and she's uh, kind of wired like we are, mm-hmm. and her sister is not. And her sister was saying, oh, I bet you watch... Fox News. <laughs> like it's the worst thing a person could do with their time. And dun, dun, dun. yes, exactly. It's like, well, yeah, I do watch Fox News, but I also watch. How dare you? I also see CNN and I also see and it's like what, what I realized was that people who watch Fox News, like if you if you watch Tucker Carlson it's not like you don't see CNN, MSNBC, ABC News, all that stuff. Right. You can't help it. Because yeah. all of that stuff is so much in our faces all the time. It's, it's in the media. It's in the, the schools. It's in Hollywood. We know all of that stuff. We, we see it. Even on Fox. They show clips on Fox News of those other right. stations. Like we, we all see it. But if you never, ever, ever watch Fox News because you're just like, ick. Like, yeah, I can't if I, I, your fingers won't even let you push the button on your remote to put it on Fox News. You're that much anti. Then you can't say that you understand both sides of the story. Yeah. And those of us who do watch Fox News, just by virtue of living in a culture where the dominant voice is this radical lefty voice that you're getting from all of these other places. Right. Then you you know that you're you have a well-rounded view of what's going on. You see things for more or less for the, what they really are and the people that will refuse to watch Fox News, they're not like you who listens to NPR in the morning on your mm-hmm. way to work. They are completely shutting off that side of their brain. Right. They will not allow that yeah. into their into their voice, into their heads, right? Yeah. And for the sake of honesty, I do listen to NPR every morning and I don't go into it open-minded <laughs> like oh what are they saying this time but i still am interested in what they're saying i yeah. don't watch fox news just because i just don't live the life where i have uh, a tv i don't know how to work our tv <laughs> i would have to have my wife come in and turn it on for me and she'd probably go like i'm not gonna turn on fox news for you <laughs> but i have had that conversation i remember my wife bringing it up at one point is that i i not to sound like overly virtuous but i tend to Find something I see as interesting, which the things that we bring up on this podcast, and then just start researching it. And you find it's you try to seek out as much as you can independent journalism because I think this is the last bastion of actual real information. Even then, you got you got to think like, what are these? What are these? uh, What's this person's credentials? You know, do they have a bias? Everyone has a bias. Hundred percent. Yeah. And then I would pitch my TED Talks, you know, in the morning while my wife's trying to get ready for work, much to her dismay. And I'm like, I thought this would be interesting to bring up in the podcast. And then you start talking about stuff. And you're like, have you ever heard of, like, Booster Rate, for example? So, like, let me run this by you. <laughs> and um, she had brought up a decent point, which we have talked about before, is, is she goes, you know, you need to counterbalance. You need to look at the other side of these issues. I was like, fair enough. I was like, but... Oh, please. I, please yeah. bring that up to me. Right. I want to be right. Yes. More than anyone that you probably know. That's absolutely, absolutely true. Okay. So if I'm wrong, I will fix that and I will be right. Because yeah. right, I want to be right. I, I, it's, to me, it's the game of my life is to be right. Well, she was referring more to the notion of the echo chamber. Like, don't look at this 
one don't follow this one guy on telegram over and over and 100 percent. yeah it, i was like fair point totally agree i was like but if we're talking about the idea of the echo chamber given where we live in our specific re, you know geographical region like i'm i experience an echo chamber every time i go out for a beer like every tv that's on in the room every barbecue that we go to you know what i mean except for my like very small limited circle of friends is like it's all the same thing. I've been hearing the same thing for four years. Everywhere I go, Russian collusion, and he paid a right, Trump paid a hooker to pee on the bed that Obama slept. You know, just <laughs> the same nonsense over and over and over. Like I have to go out of my way to counteract what I experience out in the wild, twenty four seven, pretty much. Yeah, I think that the <clears throat> person who is watching. Fox, like I, was, I made this point already, but I'll just, just it, in the fear of repeating myself, if you're watching Fox News, and I, am, I only keep going to Fox News because there isn't really another news channel that the people on the other side demonize. Right. I mean, maybe Newsmax, but no one ever talks about that. If you're watching Fox News, you are, you are seeing both sides just by virtue of being alive because you can't help but see the other side. Where we I'm live. not saying Where that you live absolutely. I'm not saying that you're digging in and really like like we are, like right. trying to figure out like what is the bias? Is that right? Hold on. I heard I heard Tucker say that, but it, you know, I know he's not right about everything and so I'm going to check on everything that he says. Most people don't do that. But just by virtue of watching Fox News, you're getting both sides. I'm, Especially where we live. Yeah, I uh, I had a thought today actually. I was having lunch with a friend, a guy I work with, and he doesn't talk. So I just do all the talking. He's kind of nauseous. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. The things he does say are are interesting and yeah. unique. Very unique. <laughs> <laughs> but point being, I was thinking about the way, because you and I have been riffing on this shit. I mean, we were talking about this, like, sitting in the lineup while we were surfing almost 20 years ago. Just, like, mm-hmm. always riffing on just constant ideas, ideas, you know, you know, the way we perceive the world, you know, Talking about history, culture, philosophy, all kinds of stuff. We're very well, well-rounded. Like we are. <laughs> yes. And smart. <laughs> Just ask us. Did I say good looking? <laughs> and um, I used to be. And it was before it, I got this big fat face. <laughs> and it, it made me think that I was thinking about the kind of the dynamic that we had as, as it essentially pertains to now. Is that I'm glad. Like I don't watch Fox News. And I'm glad that you do. Because you can kind of bring that part of the world to me. And I've had conversations with people like, so, which is, is essentially framed like, so do you watch, you know, MSNBC or Fox News? Like, what kind of a person are you? And I just, when I have these discussions with people, I'm like, I don't watch any of it. I think it's all fucking bullshit. Like, I don't yeah. trust. I was like, I, I need right. to, which I know is dismissive and probably intellectually lazy. I was like, I don't I'd like the stuff that they're talking about never interests me. Well, we, you know, everyone is talking about like, is Trump going to do the perp walk? You know, can we get the picture of him getting his fingers print? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, who fucking cares? And I'm thinking about this other shit like that I'm exploring on my own. That's, I don't know, apparently like way out in the fringe. I don't. Yeah. It, I watch Instagram for entertainment. Yeah, it is entertaining. Okay. I do not watch Fox News for entertainment. No. Or listen to NPR for entertainment. Or, I mean, neither do you. Yeah. Like, we do it, it's because we're trying to drill in and figure out information, content for the podcast, yeah. basically. Because we feel like we have something to say, and what's going on in the zeitgeist? 
a lot of people just sit back and let it wash over them, and they don't do any critical thinking right. to make sure that what they're hearing is... Well, that, that's the notion of the NPC that we were yeah. always talking about. Okay. So, all this is to say, this is bringing up this clip that I'm about to play. Yeah. Um, by the way, this, uh, this episode of the podcast is only going to be audio, but we do have a video podcast that we do once a week, mm-hmm. and that is available on YouTube and Rumble. Just I think just search for uh, Liberty Tree Podcast, and it'll pop up. And if you are pining over the decision on which platform to use, go to Rumble. Stay off YouTube. YouTube's garbage. <laughs> well said. Uh, and uh, please rate and review the show while we're at it. Just get right. this out of the way. Um, supposedly it helps. D- did we Although, figure out the mystery of the person who couldn't leave us a five-star review? We did. Okay. So if you have an iPhone and you're trying to leave us a five-star review... And it looks like on uh, Spotify. Spotify, and it looks like Spotify is blocking you from leaving us a five star review. Mm-hmm. As much as we would love for that to be some <laughs> sort of a conspiracy against us and people like us, it could be that you've already left us a five star review, and therefore it will not leave you let you leave another one. Oh, okay. If you have an Android phone, that does not seem to be the case. Gotcha. But if you have an iPhone, we had to tread be. carefully there because we didn't want to sound like those guys on Twitter, like I'm being shadow banned again. Here, exactly. You no, know, you're not. As you're much not. as we wanted <laughs> to be shadow banned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is uh, Marjorie Taylor Green on 60 Minutes, not too long ago. Interesting. And God, this does a great job of describing what we were just talking about. It's rare for a member of the House of Representatives to become well-known nationally, especially someone in only their second term. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, is as famous as they get. She's gained her national celebrity, some say notoriety, with a sharp tongue and some pretty radical views, like her proposal for a national divorce, where red and blue states would go their separate ways. Go ahead. <laughs> did you know she did that? Uh, yeah, I think you heard I did. about that. I, well, when she did that, it blew up. It became yes, like everybody was talking that. about it in yep. the media. I was like, "Holy shit!" I was. People are talking about national divorce. It right. was almost like the the reverse kind of psyop had happened, where the things that we wanted, the return to uh, American values, and the the founding fathers idea of America was being like trucked in through the back door. Yeah. She brought up national divorce. Everyone was talking about it. It's like they didn't know that they not to do their own trick where usually when someone says something crazy that we actually think is brilliant, yeah. they just ignore it. But all of a sudden everyone was talking about it. Can you believe she said national divorce? Have she you- wants a national divorce and then people on podcasts were like, huh, national divorce. What is good about national divorce? Is it bad? Is it good? And it was like, oh my God, people are talking about national divorce. This is amazing. Have you ever understood the ensuing and predictable outrage and anger of, of like even bringing that up, which I've experienced in person. I've also experienced it through the various media platforms. I've people, understood it, of course. Yeah, just freaking out. I'm like, so how is this different? We've always drawn the metaphor. This is like, like a violent marriage, you know what I mean? Of like the woman going like, you're abusive, I can't I can't live with you, I'm out of here. And the guy's like, you're not going anywhere. No, yeah. you, you will stay in this house and yeah. I will make you stay. That is the most twisted line of thinking because at the end of the day, it's like, look, we, you know, you hate everything we stand for. Yeah. 
and we want to be left alone. So wouldn't it make more sense? It's not, we're not calling for a civil war or bloodshed. Like, why don't we at least discuss the yeah. idea of some kind of a peaceful divorce? Are you saying you, you don't understand uh, people's outrage because they can't see how logical the idea is? <laughs> <laughs> I realize this is an antiquated concept given the times we're in. I mean, every time you bring up something, just, it makes a I lot just, of sense. I just saw a dude dancing in a bra that was announcing his new sponsorship from Tampax. So, fucking everything's on the table at this point. Can't you just be goth? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Get a goddamn Nine Inch Nails album. Fucking act like a normal kid. Dude, anytime you bring up uh, ending the Fed or that taxes are... It's taxation ne- is theft it's, or it's any, any of these great ideas. Yeah, you get total outrage yeah. from the other side. How dare you? Or bring up the idea of like, we should go back to the gold standard. Oh my God, the gold standard? <laughs> what an idiot. Well, we've had this discussion before that once you realize, once you hit that wall over and over and over, you want you say like, uh, I don't think men could get pregnant. Yo, you motherfucker. Fucker, I can't believe, you know, yeah. you fucking this and this and this. This is why we need hate speech laws. And then you go like, why why are we sending all this money into Ukraine again? Like, you fucking ass. I can't believe you're, you know, you're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And with everything you do, when you realize it's the same pattern over and over, and you once you can kind of pull out from that situation and then, and then self-assess and go like, you don't hate what I said. You hate me. You hate everything <laughs> I stand for. So, yeah. It's kind of liberating. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> like, I'll just, well, yeah, I'll just you, say whatever I want from now on. You hate like, me, and it, every time I bring up these these things that have been deemed like right wing radicalism, it yeah. just goes ding, checks a box where you're like, oh, yep, that's yep. why I hate you. Yeah. Without giving it a second of thought. So, it, which is exactly what this clip yeah. that we're playing embodies. To continue. But she has managed in just two years in Congress to accumulate real power, landing on important committees and influencing the direction of Republican policies. Before Congress, she helped run the family construction company in Georgia, known to be smart and fearless, and has a history of believing in conspiracy theories. We interviewed her earlier this week before former President Trump was indicted. Conspiracy theories. Now, this is well-worn ground for us, but the said buddy that I was talking to today is we were talking about the notion of the conspiracy theory. And it's like, well, what is a conspiracy theory? Or as we call ourselves, spoiler alertist. (laughs) (laughs) Is it's, we had made the parallels. Like when when I hear something at this point where we are now, given, I mean, let's just take the last three years that we went through and we've done a deep dive on this podcast, like, we we made a list of almost twenty things, of like this would make would have made you a conspiracy theorist a year ago. Yeah. Now we know that to be true. That list is obviously has grown exponentially since then, and so it's like when I hear the ner- when I hear the term conspiracy theorist, I was telling this guy because we're on construction. I'm like, it's like someone calling you gay on a job site. You just kind of shrug, like, huh, that's a good joke. <laughs> it doesn't, you know. I, I hear it so often, like it has no effect on me. Right. Like, I don't. I have no feelings about it whatsoever. Well, if you ever find yourself in an interview on sixty Minutes, which you know, hopefully one day you do, and they say, "Well, aren't you a conspiracy theorist?" I mean, you're like, well, yeah, what, obviously what you would. You would. You would then follow that up about? with, "Well, no, I'm. I consider myself a, a spoiler, spoiler alertist. alertist." But 
would you say, Mr. Mrs. Interviewer, uh, that conspiracies don't happen? Right. There aren't conspiracies? Yeah. We haven't experienced conspiracies throughout the history of our state? Yeah. We had, ta- we had also, I was thinking about after we had had that conversation, because he's like, well, what's, what are there some of the things that you're referring to? I'm like, uh, you were early on in the pandemic, a conspiracy theorist, if you're talking about, it's not going to be two weeks to flatten the curve. It's going to be, they're going to lock down after that, which they did. Uh, I, this, Spoiler! This whole mask thing is ridiculous. Like, it doesn't work. They don't do any good conspiracy theorist. Um, they're going to try to mandate a vaccine conspiracy theorists uh the vaccine is not going to work and there's going to be boosters conspiracy theorists there's gonna be vaccine side effects conspiracy theorists and it's like at what point i I always pose it like this like if you had a friend and you the more you come to know him that you realize you know 60 60 to 70 percent of what this guy says is a complete lie so now i want to hear his thoughts on climate change for example it's like it's the same as there's a parallel from that to the notion of being a well, conspiracy. Anytime theorist. he opens his mouth, you're gonna go, mm, I don't know. I'll see. <laughs> I'm going to probably not. Yeah. I mean <laughs> you're, do some research. You have a forty percent track record of being right and being honest. So I you know, I'm not saying you're automatically lying, but I'm just going to probably do a little due diligence yeah, yes. on this one. Yes. So um it's funny, they just showed this uh, commercial here about the president of Hungary, mm-hmm. and we should, it looks really interesting. I don't know how much you know about this guy, but he's been, he's a... Is Erdogan? I don't, no, I think that's Turkey. Oh. Um, the... Uh, oh, right, you're right. The, uh, we can edit this out if you want. The, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm more telling you this for the podcast. No, the fact that I knew the president of Turkey is kind of, <laughs> yeah, kind of even impressive. though you didn't know <laughs> which country is president of. <laughs> okay, name, name five presidents off the top of your head. Ready, go. Uh, Bolsonaro, Macron, Trudeau, uh, Klaus Schwab. I mean, that's kind of a global thing. <laughs> and Biden. <laughs> Anyways, we should look into that. Okay. We looked up some words that have been said about you. Okay. So, uh, fucking, just imagine yourself sitting in this interview, like Marjorie Taylor Greene is right here, and they say to you, so, we looked up some words that were said about you. What does that mean? Meaning, so, I'm about to say in this interview, right, a bunch of bad things about you. Yeah. That other people said, we we don't, we're not saying this about you. We're just saying other people. Other people. So, so this is the equivalent. Uh, you see whole articles written about, uh-huh. you know, Steph Curry claps back on Twitter, you know, to some random dude in the middle of the country who just, like, talks shit online. Like, why is this in the news again? Like, why, who, who needs this? Like, I've seen entire articles base that prove a point of like why we need to be in Ukraine, for example, or why we need that stricter gun laws based on a tweet to be like, so-and-so like, for example, so-and-so said on Twitter, you're like, wait, who, who is this person? Well, or imagine like you, you sat down with Nate Diaz for an interview and you hate him. You think he's just like the worst person in the world. Right. And you hope that he loses every fight he gets into. And you're like, so some people have said, Hold on a sec. I'm gonna get me um, a beer. Make that too. We're getting that uh, that beer tally here set up pretty soon. 
some people have said that you're a total pussy and yeah. you know you're also gay you know not me i'm not saying that. i'm not no, saying, dude, I'm just saying sit down some, sit down calm down do not punch me like <laughs> yeah. please calm down so, i'm not saying that other people have said that and then to take that one extension further like some people said this on twitter Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Some people. Can you name those people for me? Well, no. It was just some random people uh, with four things, followers uh, on Twitter. Brooklyn Dad Defiant. Do yeah. you know that guy? <laughs> no. No, I don't. Crazy. Q Clown. What about you? Okay. <laughs> Crazy. Q Clown. Looney Tune. Unhinged. Moron. Pretty ugly stuff. Looks like the average troll in my Twitter feed, so I don't really care. You're used to it. So I don't let name-calling bother me or offend me. I just don't. How much have you styled yourself after Donald Trump? Hmm. People say that you are Trump in high heels. I didn't intentionally style myself after President Trump, but I can see how people draw those similarities. We both come from the same industry, construction. Um, I also have pretty much a plain speaking style, and, and so does he. But also, he's often in attack mode, mm. and you appear to be. Yeah, I think, but I think our government deserves it. They don't really deserve to be respected that much. Including nice. for her, the president. While many consider Marjorie Taylor Greene's behavior outlandish, even thuggish, MAGA activists and right-wing media eat it up. Thank God bless you. you guys and keep up the good work. Thank you. In just two years, Greene, at age 48, has moved from the fringe of the party to the front row. The House will be in order. Without changing either her style or her views. On Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary says that if we don't raise the debt ceiling, um, that this country will be thrown into an economic and financial catastrophe. And so I'm asking you if you're willing to risk that. <laughs> you know what's put us in an economic catastrophe is, again, the people that have spent $31 trillion that forced this situation to happen. Well, wait a Who minute. Said that? Trump Janet is Yellen? as much... Yeah, Janet Yellen, Janet Yellen said, if we don't raise the debt, debt ceiling, we're going to throw the country into yeah, an economic chair of, catastrophe. Chair of the Fed. <laughs> well, what, what, what would you expect her to say? I, well, I mean, I guess her track her, record not, is... What would you expect a responsible chair of the Fed to the extent that the Fed actually needs to exist, which it doesn't, but if there was someone responsible in charge, we need to quit. We need to quit cut spending and quit just printing money and putting it into thin air. We're basically running the world's the the yeah. world in the world history the world's largest Ponzi scheme. That's and if what, you, that's what we're doing right yeah. now. It's a Ponzi scheme. But if you, but Janet Yellen, you would not expect her to. Is say she that. the one that said that the IRS is only uh, image problem is that it doesn't have enough funding. Yes, that's that's same, okay. Same I, one. I, maybe I thought it was two people with no, the same name. No. Okay, yes. yeah, I got gotcha. you. Both the same woman. Well, at least she's consistent. She's yeah. consistently <laughs> fucking retarded. Absolutely. So this is the point where I wish I knew the name of this uh, interviewer. The six. Uh, I minutes. think that's Leslie Stahl. Okay, I believe this is the point where Leslie asks her this question: Don't you think it's irresponsible to not increase the debt limit? I mean, Janet Yellen 
said that it's going to turn, it's going to put the country into an economic catastrophe. Isn't that irresponsible not to raise the debt limit? And so people like you and me who pay attention to this kind of stuff, we see both sides of the story. We don't just take what Janet Yellen says as God's honest truth. Right. We, we hear something like that. That would make you an NPC. We go, well, of course raising the debt limit is, or not raising the debt limit is the right thing to do. We keep raising the debt limit every single time, which is the reason that we're $32 trillion in debt. So, I'd give you, I'd take what you're saying. Which but Leslie can't, Leslie can't wrap her head around this. Yeah, well, no. No, no, no. She's not, or she intentionally is not. She, she, I don't think so, you dude. You can't look to her for Hold intellectual on. property. Wait till you see okay. her reaction to this. That's kind of my point of bringing this whole thing up. Okay. Is that I think that people like her and people that are like people that I'm related to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're getting better. You're getting <laughs> better. You. Uh, and I know, I know this. I know the people that I'm that I'm talking about. Right. They they cannot think about this rationally. Yeah. They just hear what the experts say and they take it on as on faith that it is the that is the word of God that we have to increase the debt limit in order to keep the country from failing. Yeah. Not realizing that the country is failing. That we are precisely failing. because we keep. Well, for one, raising the debt limit and all the other shit that we're that's doing, just printing gonna, money. That's what I was just going to bring up. Is like is a more layman's version of what you were saying. Is you know when Leslie Stahl brings up. So, are you willing to risk that by what? Not listening to people like Janet Yellen. Like, well, we've been listening to her for years now. Yeah. How's that working out? How's our debt doing? What's our money worth? How's inflation? Like, I, where I are where are we right now? I don't think she would think that we're. In in a in a crisis, no. Good. Well, they don't run in the circles that normal people run in. No, they don't give a shit. It's amazing to me. They're, she's a she's a vapid chucklehead. It's amazing. That, that but gets, most of America, she does. gets a page of notes like read these. Yeah, yeah. But most of America, she is an NPC. Uh huh. She is the yeah. like like quintessential NPC. Yeah. Most of America realizes she, she's that like, what she, MTG she, is saying in this. She's Jimmy Kimmel, but without the one liners. <laughs> right. That's basically what she is. Exactly. Yeah. Most of America thinks that MTG is right on this yeah. and that, that, that that's the way that we need to go. And they're they're most of America is pushing back against this, but their voices are very, very quiet compared to, you know, someone that's on TV, even though all the TV networks are losing their share of the marketplace, it doesn't matter. They still I if nobody ever watched sixty minutes. Like, not one person tuned in live to watch 60 Minutes. Mm-hmm. This clip would still be a powerful clip. Yeah. Because people would take it afterwards and talk about it. Right. And it's just it's just what TV is. TV is a beautiful, powerful, wonderful thing. Even if no one watches it, it's amazing that it yeah. still works the way it does. But Responsible for everybody. that, is it? Right. Everybody. All Republicans, right. Democrats. Okay. It was all before I got here. Would you be willing to vote for compromise? In other words, raise some taxes. I don't think we have a revenue problem in Washington. We have a spending problem. Yes. Nice. You know something? Yes. That's glib. That's <laughs> glib. That, what does that mean? The two sides have to come together and hammer it out. 
cut spending. Both, <laughs> Both well, sides need to cut spending. Where you yeah. want to cut it? COVID bailout money and a lot of green energy spending. But are you willing to let us go into default? No. I've always said I wouldn't do that. So would you compromise? It depends. On taxes. You won't. <laughs> no, you I'm won't. not raising taxes. Green complains that the new... I, I had no thoughts or feelings about her, and I, Mar Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh -huh. um, I knew very little, little about her, but, um, <laughs> oh, I thought you'd say that. I, that's, yeah, cut spending. That's why I reflexively tell people, I just always vote against any tax, right. even if it, like, would directly affect my benefit, my kid's school district. Like, no. It sucks. I will go them. I'll go there personally and donate money, which I have done. Mm -hmm. Is you? We have to tighten the leash. They waste so much money. I mean, on fucking endless wars and bailouts and for the politically connected contracts and everything. It's like you have to. You have to fucking tighten the leash. They're just gonna keep wasting money. You can't. It has nothing to do with the debt ceiling or who's gonna pay or make the rich pay for their fair share. Make yeah. the rich pay their fair share. It's the fucking government. That's who you are talking right. about when the rich pay their fair share. Exactly. It's stop, never... <laughs> stop going like, I'm going to stop ordering Amazon. I'll fucking show him. I'm going to make the rich pay their fair share. No, no, the fucking government is the rich. Have you ever noticed... Not paying their fair no share. One, no one in government has ever come up with the idea of like, instead of make the rich pay their fair share, how about let's make everyone else pay that Exact amount. We'll bring down everyone else's taxes so they're paying the same. Yeah. No, God, no. We can't bring down no. anyone's taxes. We have to bring up the rich taxes, which, by the way, the only reason they're paying less is because they're using the loopholes that they were put into the tax yeah. code yes. by you fuckers who are saying they need to pay their fair share. And It's you, the and perfect all, scheme. And also, just to go with the stereotype, the same people are going like, we need to make tax the rich, and they got a fucking Ukrainian flag in front of their house. And you're like... Oh, my God, dude. Oh, yeah, because we don't have enough money to send to Ukraine. We need more. And things she says that are over the top, like... The Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. <laughs> they are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Listen to her. Democrats, Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. Wow. <laughs> okay. But... My question really is, can't you fight for what you believe in without all that name-calling and without the personal attacks? Well, I would ask the same question to the other side because all they've done is call me names and insult me nonstop since I've been here, Leslie. They call me racist. They call me um, uh, uh, anti-Semitic, which is not true. I'm not calling anyone names. I'm calling out the truth, basically. Pedophile? Pedophile, call it what it is. Anyone it's not name-calling. That is <laughs> what you're doing when to you are children, children on or going to Jeffrey Epstein's uh, Island. I got I to gotta start using, uh, you know, not that I want to uh, tear a page out of Leslie Stahl's book for for these, for these um, my personal life experience, but, dude, that reaction when people go like, yeah, dude, second booster, right? I got COVID again, but, God, it would have been way worse if I hadn't got that second booster. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> her reaction though i i think her reaction was honest 
Yeah. I think she really had never heard someone she sit in front of her before yeah. and say these things to her. It was like they were just like it was like she got punched in the in the face right there. Yeah. She is a professional journalist who interviews people all the time and all she could say in that situation was wow. wow. <laughs> like she got socked in the stomach right there. It totally took the wind out of her. It was amazing. Like that was awesome. Having MTG on her show to them was just mind blowing. But yeah. to the rest of us it's like yeah. I mean, well, like I said, dispute like, I, what she says. It's just like every time we get in an argument with a lefty, you can't actually dispute what I'm saying. Yeah. All you can do, you don't have any facts or you know, like the, the the pedophile thing. You can't honestly think they're pedophiles. Well, here are, yeah, here's what I'm talking about. List of people that actually, you know, including Joe Biden, who are there is evidence to suggest that they are pedophiles. Right. And I mean Jeffrey Epstein's island alone, and that that notwithstanding, there's plenty of other examples. Yeah. Right, so these are actual facts that we're talking about with these people, but you can't come up with a, a defense for that except for going, "Wow." <laughs> I mean, "Wow" is the right response. Like, "Wow, <laughs> you're right." <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. These people don't run in the circles of reality. They're, you know, she's in this shielded, you know, media elite. You know, they go to the dinner with the same people that agree with everything they say. They go to the same cocktail parties. They can say, you know, they. Every, there's there aren't any there aren't even any talking points. They go into the you know her entire world like everyone agrees with her. It's, it's a complete like ideological bubble. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you just said that because speaking of, here's one of our favorites, Rachel Maddow. Oh boy. Talking about Rachel Maddow. When you get the vaccine, the virus stops with you, Rachel Maddow. That Rachel Maddow. Yeah, that's her. I mean, would you say that that was untrue? I mean, as far as a spoiler alert, I would say that was untrue. Is this the she same Rachel Maddow that, that spent two and a half years of her program exclusively uh, covering the Russian collusion hoax? Are you saying that wasn't true? Uh, no, that's not true. Are you So you're saying Rachel Maddow would not put things on her show that weren't true? Are you going on the record I'm just, right now? I'm not I don't want to give you the spoiler alert, but... For now, it's a conspiracy theory. Now, well, let's hear her talk about it. This is her talking about the Trump uh, arraignment. Oh, how excited is she about this? Dude, <laughs> I heard somebody. I don't remember where I heard it. I missed when the days of the Russian collusion, she started. I remember I watched a montage. She started every show like this, like, okay. <laughs> so here we like this is the day like this like this is the day she was so excited like and it just but then she do it again the next night and the next night and there's a montage Dude, of it it is such a good virus. it is such a good metaphor I heard someone say it recently I can't remember where that there is a Trump addiction oh in dude absolutely and when she sat down and went. It was like, I'm getting my fucking fix. Here it comes, baby. Come on, straight into that vein. Give me that fucking Trump fix. <laughs> and when they don't get it, that's it's well like, put, man. That is absolutely true. It is. And I didn't, it's not me, but uh, if there's time, remind me to bring up my um, conspiracy theory about Trump and DeSantis and the documents and, and all that. It's, I, I think I'm onto something. Okay. Here. I think they want. Is it better than the text argument, the group text where we have the Liberty Tree group text, where we're arguing flat Earth, and I propose my snow globe Earth model? No, no, that was better. Okay, yeah, well, I'm willing to compromise. I, I meant to reach out, yeah, to my my said opponent. 
is uh, the. I can't wait to use that. By the way, yeah, with Eli, the the flat snow globe model. So it's like kind of take some of what you're saying, some of what I'm the, saying. The snow flat. Yeah, I got to work out the physics of it. Yeah, the snow pancake. <laughs> the flat yeah. snow globe. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to start dropping that to people. Like it's just like it's the same thing as booster age. It's like you know what you already think I'm fucking out of my mind. <laughs> just like I'll just roll with it and just see it. Like how like do 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 you know that he believes the Earth is a snow globe? <laughs> <laughs> That's totally the move. What I'm actually convinced that flat Earth is a government like a litmus test. It's a government like psyop uh-huh. to get people distracted. Right, it's a, it's just another like, and they, they, the people that came up with it, it's the long running Chinese weather balloon. When they exactly <laughs> the when they when they came up with that in a meeting, it was like okay, like, like Rick, uh, you haven't pr- contributed anything uh, in a while. Do you have anything for for the meeting on what we can do psyops to control the minds of people? <laughs> well, uh, I was thinking maybe we could do flat Earth, flat Earth. Yeah, I mean we'll just get people excited about flat Earth. That's never going to work, Rick. Hear me out. We're just going to try it. We're going to float it out there. I'm telling you, people are dumb. They're going to go for just about anything. Fine. I mean, you haven't done anything lately. Go ahead and try it. And he floated it out there, and sure enough, people bit onto it like fucking fish onto a lure, and now they're hooked, and people can't get off of the flat earth thing. And it's all just this random, like, crazy idea that this one guy in a, in a CIA meeting just came up with off he was like like back pocket like um i got something here on crinkles a piece of paper like oh yeah flat earth oh we assassinated jfk oh shit that's not the oh, one <laughs> no shh. did you say do not say that do not say jfk all right anyways here's rachel just as a moment of business here, and then I'll come to you in just one second. I need to tell you that right now, uh, the former president himself is making remarks tonight um, from his home in Florida. As far as we can tell, and what we were prepared for here is that this is basically a campaign speech in which he is repeating his same lies and allegations against his perceived enemies. It is just getting started. Um, so far, he's just giving his normal list of grievances. We don't consider that necessarily newsworthy, and there's a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly <laughs> broadcasting untrue things. It's so adorable. Uh, our deal with you is that we will monitor these remarks. If he does say anything newsworthy, we will turn them around and report on that right away. But uh, for now, just know that it's happening and we're not taking it. (laughs) There's a cost to that news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. (laughs) That is awesome. Is there? Is there there a cost? Really, what cost are you paying? (laughs) All right, so... That's adorable. Uh... I found this supercut of news organizations knowingly broadcasting untrue things about the Trump arraignment. Okay. Donald Trump pleaded not guilty in a Manhattan courtroom, again, to 34 counts of falsifying business records and conspiracy. Uh, conspiracy is a very effective tool used by... By the way, what's untrue in this supercut is the conspiracy charge. He was not charged with conspiracy. They are all... that. First one was NBC. This is also NBC. They are all saying that he was charged with conspiracy. To charge someone, charge groups of people, and hold them accountable for all acts in furtherance of the conspiracy. But the big question now arises, who is the conspiracy with? It's 34 counts of falsifying records and conspiracy. Is 34 counts of falsifying business records 
and conspiracy. More information. We need to see what was the purpose of the conspiracy, who was in the conspiracy, what were the so-called overt acts. You actually have to take a step uh, in furtherance of, uh, of that conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, you don't actually have to complete the conspiracy. You don't actually have to go through with it. You can just intend to go through with it. Now, the conspiracy count is important because it doesn't just give the district attorney, a legal platform to, to make Alec, to bring in the catch and kill narrative. Um, but it actually will likely be what's called a speaking indictment. We have new yeah. information for the first time out of court uh, that the DA is charging this as a false business records and conspiracy case. You have a conspiracy count that lets you give a narrative that describes the evidence that the grand jury heard and voted on which is very different than a dry 30 counts of falsifying business records, which is the same paragraph repeated 30 times. There are 34 counts of falsifying business records and conspiracies. So add the conspiracy element to this. Conspiracy element here would indicate that he uh, conspired with others. Bunch of conspiracy theorists. <laughs> I can't believe you sucked me into that. <laughs> I just feel exhausted. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. oh, wait, wait, wait. Not a Trump supporter. Go on. <laughs> Not gay. That being said. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so there was uh, a bunch of clips from mainly MSNBC saying that Trump was being charged with conspiracy. Um, even though he was not. Yes. Do you know that to be true? Uh, I have um, not paid attention to any of this. Give Mike a call real quick and ask him. Let's give our attorney a call. I think he's been uh, watching this stuff pretty closely. Um, do you want to... What's the over-under that he keeps us under five minutes? Uh, we're going to keep this under... Uh, 30 seconds. Okay. Hello? Mike, what's up? Hey, man, how you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Oh, just uh, having to get dinner ready. Nice. You're on the podcast right now. Oh, okay, cool. Mike, was uh, what's up? It's Kelly. Was, um, was Trump charged with conspiracy? No, he was not charged with conspiracy. It was mentioned by one of the uh, people in the court, and the liberal media took it, and everybody ran with it. But there's absolutely no conspiracy in anywhere uh, in the indictment. So you would say that the mainstream media are a bunch of conspiracy theorists? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the only difference is their conspiracies don't come true. Ah, brilliant. Nice. They're not spoiler alert. It's like we are. All right. Thanks, Mike. Yep. There's, there's, there's no way that was a conspiracy. I mean, anybody, any first year law student will tell you that that was not a conspiracy. All right. We put five bucks on that. Right? No. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> bye, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And now, just uh, saying, I would have won easily. <laughs> well, you, you're holding the phone. <laughs> I just hung up on his ass. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to bring it all home okay. here. Um, have you seen... Uh, stupid question. You don't watch TV, so no. you've never seen this. But there's this commercial 
Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, uh, speaking of commercials, uh, I think we need to switch to Bud Light as our uh, podcast <laughs> beer. <laughs> okay, explain. You've seen the commercial with that trans dude? Uh, I, I've you no, heard about it? I've heard about it, yes. Okay, so um, I was watching Gavin McInnes mm-hmm. earlier today. And he and Anthony Anthony Cumia drink Budweiser, uh-huh. and they were just all about it. And on his actual uh, on on Gavin's show too, all about like the bu- drinking Bud Light on the show. Okay, and he's like, I single handedly ruined Fred Perry because of <laughs> the Cowboys. <laughs> it became the like white supremacist shirt. <laughs> That and is so awesome. they're adopting Bud Light now as the white supremacist. They're not white supremacists. Neither are we. But as the right wing, like radical, for the uh, pe- for the people that hate people like us. Yes, yeah. you know, and that's so not bad. That's why you and I are drinking so Bud this, Light right now. So Cheers, this, by the way. Yes, buddy. yes. Oh God, that's good <laughs> carbonated water. Mm. Oh, man, I'm so glad I'm sitting on the toilet right now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to pee every seven minutes. So this is kind of interesting because I was going to you now my... sit to pee because you drink Bud Light. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I heard a guy like, he's a, this East Coast dude with like, like face tattoos. So, yo, man, you fucking hating on fucking trannies and drinking Bud Light? You're drinking light beer. You're already halfway there, man. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> um, but what you are referring to is what... Uh, Gavin McGinnis and Anthony Cumania are doing is Sal Alinsky. Are you aware of him? No. Like, uh, like early leftist revolutionary anarchist. And what he said is like, why would we use dynamite when we can use the media? Mm. And what he said is, so when his underlings would come to him, like, hey, there's this right wing speaker, this Republican or whatever, like we are going to um, – we're going to riot, we're going to protest, we're going to stop him from speaking. He goes, no, 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 don't do that. Dress up in a Klan robe and stand next to him and get pictures and say that you love him. And I started thinking about, like, you know what I mean? The Canadian trucker exactly. convoy and some guy running around with a fucking Confederate flag. Yeah. Brand new, creased, you can still yeah. see it, like, just taken out of the package, you know? <laughs> the, yeah. the North will rise again! <laughs> it's like... You look at it, you're like, dude, tell me that's not fucking some mm-hmm. deep state operative right there. So exactly. that, that they're 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 tearing a page out of silence. Finally, book. finally someone is using their tactics against them. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh you'll see when you watch this on video. Well, this one's not on video, but the next one on video, you'll see that Matt and I have fully adopted Bud Light. It's the uh yes. this is the new We're all in. Liberty Tree beer. Yep, yep. yep. All right, so here's this commercial. Um about it's an Amazon Prime commercial. The subject of the commercial is this this young girl who has facial hair. She has a mustache. And she's kind of uh like is she Italian? Yeah, apparently. Um and she's kind of, you know, embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. It's a little awkward. Right. Right. And so she's trying to figure out what to do with it. I'm just leaving. I there. had a relative, my first like real, real girlfriend out of high school. Uh was full Mexican, half Mexican. <laughs> I had a relative say, like, it's a good looking girl, Mexican. I was like, yeah. He goes, 
Nice. Be careful, man. Look out. Pretty soon that mustache starts brewing. Like, you got to get out of there. Because <laughs> it's like... You can shave it. <laughs> like, uh, thanks, Uncle yeah. Mike. <laughs> There's worse things. Dude, my son... It's like, I don't understand this advice I'm getting right now. I am a hairless ape. I have very little hair on my body. I mean, I if I tried to grow a beard, I look like a like, like Chinese chemo, like grandmother. <laughs> I, look, I look like someone's Asian grandma. My son has back hair. He's four years old. Really? He has back hair growing up. I mean, it looks like he's going to be a hairy oh, wow. beast. Yeah. Who do you get that from? From the Mexican. Really? Well, <clears throat> Mexicans aren't like hairy people. They're not, but like you mentioned, yeah. the, the mustache, hair, and yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're, they're hairier than me, than the Asian grandma that I am. Yeah. Right, so yeah, <laughs> I, I no, I saw your bumper sticker out front. <laughs> All right, so check this chick out. This ties back into the very first thing I brought up that that TikTok girl who just saw racism everywhere, and I'll explain why after. So she's looking in a mirror. She's got the mustache. She's thinking about waxing it. Now she's looking at famous people with mustaches. Like Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury? Yeah. So she buys this cool jacket. And she goes in and starts dancing in school. With headphones on. Dude, I don't want to sound old-fashioned, but um, not a fan of the mustache on a woman. No? <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. I did not expect uh, that. Side note, I did a, uh, was it last weekend? I looked up a bunch of old school Queen videos of them playing live. That might have been one of the greatest bands of all time. And Freddie Mercury might have been one of the greatest frontmen of all time. Yeah. It's insane how that guy could sing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, he also had a hell of a mustache. Yes. I mean, like a push right, room. It's you know, insane. Like no other. And it was like pronounced because he had crazy buck teeth too. Yes. So it was like stuck out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like it was like someone waving a push broom in your face. Yeah. Like this. This chick, her mustache is not Freddie Mercury's mustache. Yeah, it's it's nothing to write home to. No. Yeah. It's a terrible mustache. Not that I'd write home about something like that, but well, hey, and she's a chick. Yeah. You don't you don't as a chick you don't have a mustache. Right, that's the most mustache you're ever gonna have. Right? I don't know. I just saw a video <laughs> to the contrary. <laughs> Here's the thing: that this commercial is telling girls that it's okay to have a mustache. Hmm. Okay, but the reality is that it is not. Mm-hmm. Men do not want women with mustaches. No man, no straight man, wants to date Freddie Mercury. I would agree with that. Okay, and so. What sh- what this commercial this commercial is wait is hurting people pre or post we will rock you I mean, <laughs> maybe we should do a separate sorry episode. <laughs> uh, uh, imagine Freddie Mercury with no fame oh okay. yeah no okay. no no one wants to date that guy not interested okay. now if you're famous then yeah you can have whatever you want on your fucking face you know fucking leeches on there no one cares right but this chick is not famous she has a piddly little mustache she's looking at Freddie Mercury like oh I can be Freddie Mercury. The underlying message is you can be a man. Who else does she look at? Eddie Murphy in this commercial. I can be a man. And this commercial is saying be something that you're not. Be trans and buy our jacket off of our website. Mm -hmm. And then rock into school 
and dance around like you're totally cool and you're going to be totally fine. The reality is when you dance in the school in that jacket and you're doing all the dance moves and twirling around as you go to your seat, everyone in your class is going to make fun of you and laugh at you. Your mustache is not going to make anyone want to date you. This commercial is telling you be a freak so no one will like you and then you'll be happy. The reality is that people need to go to school in Ferndale and be normal. Learn how to be normal. Learn how to fit in. Yes, you have things that are weird. Ad- adapt. Shave the mustache. It's not that hard to do. It, it Or wax it. Or laser if you want. You know, If you have the money to buy this jacket, spend it on lasering off the hairs on your face. That is the key. That Not the key to happiness, but that is going to be more likely to lead you to a happy place than you in just in belt, you know, uh, going into leaning into this awful idea that you are Freddie Mercury, you are Eddie Murphy and just buy our stuff and, and embrace your, your mustache. It's a terrible message to give to, to little girls. The message should be like, just relax, blend in, be, be normal. Don't be a freak. Be goth, for God's sake. It's pale and mold Now for the millionth